0: Lot Talk Radio. God is my soul. He's my provider. God is my soul. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians speak, is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. So it's not brother, can you spare a dime? My God shall supply my need. Don't have to take because I am a seed, but every good.
1: Well, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon to everyone who's listening in tonight. This is Minister Venester with his Abounding Grace podcast. I uh, was so excited and so delighted and blessed to have you join us at this time. You know, I count it an honor and a privilege to be part of this wonderful network called When Christians Speak, Talk Radio. You know, we expect people's lives to be changed in such a way that you will go out and make a difference in someone else's life. The topic for tonight, and I hope it will encourage you, is stay in courage. I'm just here to remind you for a few minutes that God has not forgotten you, so stay in courage. Our prayer is that this message will encourage you to strengthen your relationship with God, and if you do not have a personal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ, our prayer is that this message will convict you and touch your heart in such a way that you would get to know Jesus for yourself. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. Lord, as we inhale and as we exhale, we acknowledge that we wouldn't be able to do it without you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us new mercies every day. Father, we're just so grateful to you, Father, because you are so wonderful, so kind. We love you, Lord God. Lord, I ask right now that you would allow um, your spirit to just Work through me, Lord God, and that the words that come out, Lord God, will be pleasing to You, not to me. In the name of Jesus, Father, they would convict someone, that they would encourage someone, that they would strengthen someone. Father, Lord, I thank You, Lord God, that You said in Your Word, when it goes forth, it would not return unto You void, that it would go out and accomplish that which You have purposed for it to accomplish. So, reclaiming by faith that, in Jesus' name. Thank God, Amen, Amen. Well, our main message of scripture is going to be taken from the Exodus, the third chapter of Exodus, very familiar passage of scripture, Exodus, Exodus three. But I do want to encourage you and through all the scriptures that we we'll shared tonight, um, Psalms forty two five, Psalms forty two five. Sometimes you know we got to speak to ourselves, we got to encourage ourselves in a world such as we live in. You look around and you might not have anyone else to encourage you, or you might just be feeling like, you know, woe is me. Psalm 42 5 tells us, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his continence. Encourage yourself. Okay, Exodus. Exodus opens up in the third chapter with Moses. Uh, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest at that time, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God, second verse. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him, appeared to Moses, fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, "I will go over and see the strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up?" Fourth verse. When the Lord saw, saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, "Moses, Moses!" And Moses said, "Here am I." The fifth verse. Do not come any the closer, the God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land and to a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perserites, the Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites' like, has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, God says to Moses. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But in eleventh verse, Moses speaks back to God, and he says, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God, on this mountain. But Moses still was afraid. So Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and I say to them, the God of my fa- your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? <clears throat> God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you ought to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the Lord says to Moses, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. Mm. The Lord tells Moses, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them cry, and I'm here to do something about that. I'm paraphrasing. You know, I believe that God is saying to someone tonight, I've seen your misery. I've heard your cry. I am concerned about your suffering, and I will rescue you from the hand of your enemy. So stay encouraged, my brothers. Stay encouraged, my sister. God has not forgotten you. I see you. I hear you. I'm concerned about you. I will rescue you. Psalms 94 and 9. He that planteth the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? Second Chronicles 16 and 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and from throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. I see you. I hear you. I'm concerned about you. And here I am coming to rescue you. So I say to you today, my brothers, be encouraged and be comforted and be strengthened. Be refreshed for God, the Almighty God, King of kings and Lord of lords, has not forgotten you. When things all around you seem destructive, if your situation or trouble seems too much for you to bear, perhaps your body is racked with pain and suffering. Perhaps your mind is so overwhelmed with the chaos of this world. Perhaps it seems like all hope is gone. Well, this message is for you. Remember, God is all-powerful. All he needs to do is speak a command, and everything calms down. You see, when he speaks, something happens in the atmosphere. When he speaks, there's a quietness that comes into your spirit. When he speaks, there is peace. He wants you to embrace his peace today. I'm talking about the God who created you in his own image. I'm talking about the God who says, let there be light, and there was light. Be encouraged and know that God is still God. He is the one who is to be exalted among the heathen. He is the one who is to be exalted in the earth. He is the mighty one who brings peace. Who but God can bring peace into any situation? For he is the one who can bring life to any dead situation. He is the same God who has not forgotten you. God knows all about you. He knows all about what you're doing, what you're going through and everything. He even knows what you're thinking. He knows when life is wearing you down. He knows your thoughts from afar off. He knows all of these things, and he wants you to know that he simply has not forgotten you. So stay in carriage. Be still and know that God is still God. I want those words to sink in for a minute. Be still and know that God is still God. Stand on the promises of God. He cannot fail. Exodus three fourteen, and God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thou shalt this, you shall say unto the children of Israel, I am sent me unto you. God is spoken and his word is true. No matter what you see, no matter what you fear, no matter what you hear, the great I am is still God. And he will still do what he has promised. Just be encouraged, for he has not, does he ever forget about you. He wants you to trust him at his word. Claim to hope. Your hope should be built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. Have you forgotten what God already did for you? Have you forgotten how he brought you out of that other situation? Be in and know that God has not, nor will he ever forget you. I'm talking about the God of yesterday, the God of today, and the God that he will always be. Exodus chapters 3 and 4, where God speaks to Moses through a burning bush, and he instructs him to lead his people out of Egypt. Moses tries to debate with God. He tries to tell God that he's not qualified. And he finally instructs Moses to take Aaron, his brother, with him. But I've got a job for you to do. Now go and do it. That's it, Moses. And Exodus, the fifth chapter, Moses and Aaron, who God appointed to go with Moses because of his fear, went into Pharaoh and gave him a message from God to let my people go so they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. In Exodus chapter 6, through most of chapter 12, God sent plagues upon the Egyptians because Pharaoh refused to obey God and let the people go. So we'll fast forward to the 37th chapter of Exodus, 37th verse of Exodus in the 12th chapter. That's chapter 12, 37, where it's recorded that God did allow the Israelites to finally leave Egypt, and guess what? Even then, he never left them. He stayed with them on the journey. Even when they grumbled and grumbled and complained, God never left them. Get this. I'm talking about a God who loves his people so much and how he protects them, how he protects us. Most of the time when we don't even realize he is protecting us, he's still here. He has not forgotten you. In chapter 13, verse 21, the verse says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way and by night and a pillar of fire to give him light to go by day and night and how he protected them because they were his chosen people. He loved them. I'm thinking about this morning. This morning early I got a text message from one of my sisters I hadn't heard from in a long time, one of my sisters in Christ. And she said, I was just thinking about you and just um, just texting. And you know what came to me? It's like God loves me so much that he would send someone to text me just to say, I'm thinking about you. God loves us so much, so much that of all the people in the world, He's thinking about you right now. He wants this word to encourage you. You see, in the 14th verse, the Lord, 14th chapter, the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal. Baal will think. And this is to Egypt. the Israelites had already left Pharaoh and his city. They had left the Egyptians. The Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion. This is what Pharaoh was thinking. They're hemmed in by the desert. And I'm going to harden. This is what God says. And I'm going to harden his heart. And he's going to pursue my people. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am God. So the Israelites did this. Uh, 5th verse, when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt, officers all over. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued God's people and overtook them as they camped by the sea near, near um, I'm not even going to say, attempt to pronounce this um word, but in any way, they tried to um overtake them as they camped about. Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up. And there were the Egyptians marching after them. Can you imagine the fear, the terror that would have been in their hearts about them? They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses responds to God's people. He says, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I believe the Lord wants to tell, say that to someone today. To stand still. Stand still and see that God is still God. Stand still. Stand still. God's still there. He has not forgotten you. So the 15th verse says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry land. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind God's army. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other. So no matter, so neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites walked through the sea on dry land. And with a wall of water on the right, And on their left, when you get a chance, go back and read the story of Moses at the Red Sea. Go back and read this chapter. It's very, very encouraging to see how God, even though they started grumbling, mumbling and complaining, God still loved them. That's unconditional love, my sister, unconditional love. You see, you have no idea how many times God has blocked the enemy from destroying you. You have no idea how many times God has confounded your enemy so that he doesn't even realize what just happened. You have no idea how many times God has done whatever he needed to do to protect you, to shield you, to guard you, to shelter you from all harm and danger. You have no idea how many times God has called your name, how many times he has placed angels all around you, yet you ask yourself, has God forgotten me? Just because you don't see your way through doesn't mean He has forgotten you. Just because you don't feel your way through doesn't mean He's forgotten you. Just because you don't hear what you expected to hear does not mean that God has forgotten you. Just because the answer to your prayer does not manifest itself when you want it to does not mean that God has forgotten you. Doesn't mean that he's forgotten you. Could it be that what the enemy meant for evil, God is turning it around for your good? And maybe he wants you to go through whatever you are going through so that when you come out on the other side, much stronger, much wiser than before. There's something else I love about this story, this chapter, as I go back and look at it. Because the all-powerful God is who he is. Couldn't he have totally removed the water so that the Israelites didn't even see the water at all? Instead of allowing them to walk through the sea on dry land with the waters piled high on each side of them. God can do anything, right? So he could have removed all of the waters from their sight. When their backs were against the wall, wall, when their backs were against the wall, their enemies, and they were facing the Red Sea, he allowed them to walk through the waters instead of removing it totally from their sight. Let me ask you this question. Could it be that he wanted them to see what he was doing So they would give him the glory while they were going through and not wait until they reached the other side. When you're facing the Red Sea and feels like you have no way out, could it be that God is bringing you through it and wants you to start praising him while you're going through it instead of waiting until you see your victory? Here they are facing the Red Sea, feeling trapped. The enemy behind them, a large body of water in front of them. What were they to do? All that was required of them to do was to trust God. He was going to fight their battles. Moses said unto the people in the 13th verse, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight your battle, and you shall hold your peace. Get this. I believe the Lord wants to remind someone tonight to put aside fear and anxiety, stand still, and rest in him. I believe the Lord wants me to remind somebody tonight to fear not, to stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Pharaoh's army, the Egyptians, represent your enemy, your situation, your set of overwhelming circumstances. If he said to you, the enemy you see today, you shall not see them anymore, perhaps it may be that you shouldn't see that situation as your enemy, but perhaps you should see it as your way out. Perhaps it may be that you should not look at this as a test from your enemy, but as your testimony waiting to be revealed. I believe the Lord wants me to remind somebody tonight, when you feel like you're facing a red sea, that is when you feel like the enemy is chasing you and there's nowhere to go, perhaps because there's a red sea in front of you. Stay in carriage, cause God can conform the enemy, confound the enemy. God can open up the Red Sea in your life and allow you to walk through to safety. Could it be? Enemy means for evil. It's really for your good. I felt I had to repeat that. The Almighty God, the All Powerful God, can conquer your Red Sea and bring you over unto dry land. Do you ever feel like the Israelites? Do you ever face what looks like a stone wall? And have enemies chasing you and the devil whispers in your ear, hey, you were better off before you were saved? Has the enemy ever made you feel like you were in a hopeless situation? When you feel like all hope is gone, when you feel like you are all alone, when you feel like you are trapped up against a wall, fear encouraged, my friend, when you feel like you need a safe haven, when fear tries to grip you, take a deep breath, rest in this knowledge, God, my God, has not forgotten you. Meditate on Psalm 46. Psalm 46 is a beautiful passage that says, "God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not be fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Rest in Him. Rest in God." God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalms 119, 114, and 116 says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Uphold me according to thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. When you get discouraged, seek refuge. Go to your hiding place and let God kill you. Whatever you may be going through tonight, just know that it's already all right, you see? And the physical, it's going to be all right. And the spiritual, it's already all right. I wonder if you could say that with me. It's already all right. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Already all right. Don't allow doubt to penetrate your mind. It's already all right. Don't allow fear to overtake you. It's already all right. Don't stay distracted with the cares of this world, it's already, mm-hmm, you got it, all right. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what people say about you. It's already, all right. Don't be discouraged by what the enemy whispers in your ear. You are a child of the king. You are royalty. You are a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Don't allow your past to define your future. I want to give you a minute to think about that. Don't allow your past to define your future. It's already all right. Don't allow your circumstances to dictate to you how you're going to serve God. It's already all right. When the enemy talks to you and tries to convince you that God has forgotten you, that God doesn't love you, that God never cared anything about you, just remember this. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar of all liars, for the devil is already defeated. You see, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. You shall live and not die. You are the head and not the tail. You are a warrior, and a warrior with Christ always wins. Let me say that again. A warrior with Christ always wins. Be encouraged and know that God has not ever forgotten you. Be still. And know that God is God. He is still the great I am. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. But praise God, he can change any situation. He can change the hearts of people. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants to do it. Why? Because he is the God of God. Because he is the Lord of Lords. Because he is the King of Kings. The doctor of all doctors. The lawyer of all lawyers. Yes. He is the great commander-in-chief. He is the great I am. He loves you, my friend. He cares for you. He knows everything you're going through, but guess what? He's never forgotten you. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. The great I am is with you today, and that he's carrying you, even when you don't know it. He said he'll never leave us. He said he'll never forsake us. Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this very thing that he which has begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And if you believe this promise, then take this as truth that he has not forgotten you. He is yet faithful. God is a faithful God. From the beginning of time, God knew what he had purposed for each one of us. Jeremiah 2911, for the word says, for God knows the plans he has for each of us. Amen. Even when we take detours sometimes. Even when we're unfaithful, God is never, never unfaithful. God ordained a work for each of us to do here on earth, and if we are to fulfill his purpose, we've got to follow his plan, his plan, all written in the book of life. Be still and know that I am God. Hebrews 10.23, 10, 20, 10, Hebrews, let us hold fast the promise of our faith without wavering, for he who is faithful, he's God, he's faithful, and he's made so many promises to it to us. Why is it so important to hold fast without wavering? Well, when you are in a state of wavering, you allow the enemy hmm, to get a foothold. You allow the door of unbelief to open, and through this door of unbelief, you give the enemy a foothold to plant seeds of doubt in your mind. And when these seeds of doubt begin to sprout, it nourishes other negative seeds, causing them to spring up. Hold fast the profession of your faith without wavering. James one six says, "But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. But let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man, James. This is still in James." In the uh, first chapter in the eighth verse, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, in all his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Mm, mm, mm. I want you to think about these things. When you stop holding fast to God's promises, when you decide to take matters to your own hands, you end up in a desert place, a dry bones experience. That's what happens when you start doubting God. That's what happens when you no longer believe in his promises. And then you begin to listen to the wrong voices, the wrong voices. You stop reading the word, the word that sustains you. You start believing that God has left you during this dry season. And because of where you have allowed your mind to wander, you begin looking for fulfillment in all the wrong places. You are thirsty because you're not holding fast to the promises of God. You say you're tired. I'm tired of waiting. I've been praying to God for a long time. And I haven't gotten my answer yet. Mm. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? God is God. God is God. As God said it, your place, your timetable is not God's timetable. (laughs) You lose hope, and then you begin wavering. And that's how Satan tricks us, you see. Your breakthrough was just around the corner, and then you fainted. Don't let this be your story. Be encouraged. God is faithful. Hold fast the profession of your faith. Are you yet holding on? Be still and know that the great I am is still God. When you are yet holding fast to your profession of faith, your feet have been firmly planted on a solid foundation. So are you rooted and grounded in the word so that my trials and tribulations come? And trust me, they're going to come. You will remain faithful. Be encouraged. And know that you are loved by God. Are you buckled down so when the winds and storms of life come your way, you will be anchored? Are you secure his words alone so that you're not subject to drifting? Are you yet holding on? And know that the great I am is still God. Be encouraged. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not on man. Man may have good intentions, but good intentions are not enough. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Stay encouraged. Sometimes you need to encourage yourself. Go back to the one of the first scriptures I read, Psalms 42 and 11. Why art thou cast down, O oh my soul, sometimes you may have to go into the bathroom and look in the mirror. Speak to yourself. Speak over yourself. Shake your head. I mean, enemy tries to plant these seeds of doubt in your mind. Say, oh, no, not so. And then you grab onto a word of God For every negative thought that comes to your mind, you replace it with the word of God. You replace it with the word of God. Be still and know that the great I am is still God. Thrive on the promises of God. Trust in him with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. When situations arise, it's the word of God hidden in your heart so that you don't sin against him. The word of God is a powerful weapon against the enemy. Do you doubt him? Do you doubt God to keep you during the tough times? In times such as we live in today, my sister, how many know that we should call upon scriptures to console us and not our friends? Oh, yes, we should not give up. We should hold yet to God's unchanging hand. For well, that's where we get our strength from, from God. And God is not slack concerning his promises. No, he's not. I am coming to a close. God said it again. That settles it. Again, are you a doer of the word and not a hearer only? Do you cling to the word of God and truly believe that this is a lifeline? Are you anchored in his word so that you joyfully spread it to others? Fear and my friend. God loves you so much and has not forgotten his promises to you. He loves you so much and has not forgotten his promises to you. You are more than a conqueror If the devil tries to whisper in your ears that you are defeated. You remind the devil what God's word says. Romans eight thirty seven says, I'm more than a conqueror. You are led, be led by the spirit of God. Romans 8, 4. Let, don't let your mind wander over to things of negative. Don't let your mind wander over to things that's not pleasing to God. Don't let your mind wander over to negative things. Do not allow fear to break your mind. Speak things out. Speak the word out. Be transformed by your renewed mind. Be strong in the Lord. Let the weak say that I'm strong in the Lord. Let the weak say that I'm strong in the Lord. Not of yourself, not of your own strength, not of your own power, but because of God. For greater he is in you than he who is in the world. Now, as before I close, there may be someone out there listening to me and you don't know what I'm talking about. You, hit the, you think I'm hidden and missing because you have not. Give your life totally over to Jesus Christ. And until you do that, you won't understand much of what I shared tonight. It's probably been foreign to you. You see, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added. Not only that, your eternal life, if you don't give your life over to Jesus right now, where will you spend eternity? So right now, right now, I beg you, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I need you to continue to listen to me very carefully. This is a very important moment, very important. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 10.9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised them from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. You see, you need to admit that you are a sinner. That's Romans 3.10. Romans 3.10 says, for as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So you got to say, Lord, I, I, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. Then you got to be willing to turn away from your sin, that is to repent. Then you got to believe his, his word. you got to believe that Jesus Christ died for you, that he was buried, and that he was wr- risen from the dead. Romans ten, 10 says, with, well, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Through prayer, you can invite Jesus to come into your life right now. You can invite him to come into your heart right now to become your personal Savior. Romans ten thirteen says, For with whomsoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, if you have not asked God to forgive you, if you have not given your heart totally to God, repeat this prayer after me. And let this not just be words you say, but let it come from your heart. Dear God, I am a sinner, and I need forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood and died for my sins. I am willing to turn from my sin. I now invite Christ to come into my heart and my life as my personal Savior. My friend, if you just trusted Jesus, prayed that prayer, that simple but powerful prayer, you trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, guess what? You have just begun a wonderful new life in him. Angels in heaven are rejoicing with you right now. We are rejoicing with you right now. Get a Bible where you can read it every day to get to know Jesus better. Talk to God in prayer every day and allow him to talk back to you through his word. Then join a local church, a local church where you can get baptized and you can worship and fellowship with other Christians where Christ is preached and the Bible remains the absolute final authority. And then, don't be selfish with this good news. Go and tell somebody else about Jesus Christ. Go and tell someone else about Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for ears that have listened, hearts that have listened, Lord God, and received your words, Father. I pray, Lord God, that folks have been strengthened by your word tonight, Lord God, that they would know that they can keep on keeping on knowing, trusting, and believing. Yea and amen. I thank you, Lord, for souls that have come to you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, the angels are rejoicing in heaven because of that one soul. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Father, for another opportunity that you've used me as a vessel, Lord God, to do what you've told me to do, Father, and reclaim victory right now. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen. Amen. Well, I thank you for listening tonight. Now, would you please stay tuned for some important announcements that's going to come from when Christians Speak, Talk Radio. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.
0: Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio, Speaker dot Speaker.com, all of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil we know that the devil came to steal kill and destroy but praise god jesus came to set the captives free The McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Don't miss app-exclusive deals like 30% off your entire order of or $5 or more, like a steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Offer valid one time per day from two nineteen to 3324. 324 Participate in McDonald's. exclusive tax-based options rewards rewards. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Delivery and other fees may apply.